Welcome to Talking Travel on 2 and you are FM. Greg Richard joined by Sally Lucas. Sally, great to see you back once again. Thanks, Greg. Good to be here. And where are we off to this week, Sally? Um, a few different things. One, Canada. Yep. And about some of the things that are happening in 2023, a few changes, a few trends, and um, some hot deals as usual. Excellent. So off to Canada land. Canada land first. It's Talking Travel on 2 and you are FM. Greg Richard joined by Sally Lucas. And today we're looking at heading off to Canada, Sally. Yeah, we are. It's a very popular destination. And I think Canadians are very much like Australians. You know, they're very laid back. Um, yep. they, they love the outdoors like we do. You know, very, very similar in the way we live our lives. And it's also the world's second biggest country, if you didn't know that. Really? Yeah. Oh, Russia's first. Rest. And Canada's number, Ca- number Canada's two. Canada's number two. And then coming close, sort of third and fourth, not much between them, is the USA and China. Well, there you go. So, I always thought that, I didn't think Canada was that big, but obviously it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so there you go. Um, and of course, you, you get just a staggering amount of different backdrops. I suppose like a little bit like our country too, except that we're more desert and they're more the opposite. You know, with your glacial fed lakes and your beautiful rugged, you know, ice capped yep. mountains and your snow. And then you've got the cliffs on the Atlantic coast and the beautiful rockies and lakes on the West coast. And then you do have a, a flat area in between the steps, as they call it. But look, it's, it's just a beautiful part. And even Alaska, which is not Canada, I know it's part of America, but people that generally go particularly to the west coast of Canada would like to include Alaska and do that inside passage cruise, which is quite a beautiful journey to do, of course. Um, And I think direct flights from Australia have made it a lot easier too for us now going to Canada was the old days before we had direct services. You had to go via America or, you know, Seattle or, you know, San Fran or something like that. So that's really good to know as well. And I think there's a lot of people go to Canada for two different reasons. There's the ski enthusiasts who, who love going to Whistler, and not just Whistler, other ski resorts in Canada yep. that are great for their different snow and their powder snow. I had friends there one year when I was in the Antarctic, and that's many moons ago, but they were there the same time of year. We only got to minus five. They got to minus 27 in Whistler. That's a bit cool. That's a bit fresh, isn't it? It is a bit <laughs> fresh, isn't it? But we're in summer in Antarctica, of course, so it wasn't as cold as people, you know, perceive it to be. Um, But it's a vast country, of course, as we just said, it's, it's, you know, your second biggest country and the weather can be quite different, you know, from the east to the west. So depending on, you know, what you want to see and what you want to do as to when you would travel, obviously, to Canada, like if you're wanting to see silsy snow-capped mountains and all that, even if you don't want to ski, then you'd go probably at the end of winter into the, you know, early spring. So you're still getting that beautiful snow feeling, even though you're not there for a ski purpose. Um, then again, you've got that beautiful autumn time when you get those autumn colours, you know, which are golds yep. and your russets and everything, which are quite beautiful. Um, I, again, avoid what I call summer in most countries. I think it's always often their busiest time because that's when, like us with December, January, everyone's on holidays. Over there, it's July, yep. August. So it's busy as hell and it's always warm. I'm not that that gets that warm in Canada, but it's really the crowds. I mean, you don't want to be travelling when everything is so fully booked and so crowded. Yeah, exactly right. You want a bit of bit of room to move. Room to move. And I mean, you can do it all sorts of different ways. I mean, you could do a coach tour, you could do the beautiful Rockies by rail. You, you could do a combination of both with a, a land tour. You can hire a car. It's quite easy to drive around. Um, you could go all the way across to the East Coast if you've got enough time. So yep. you can do like Toronto and Montreal. Trill on the capital Ottawa, um, you know, Niagara Falls. So you've got b- lots of things to do on both coasts. But again, I guess generally people seem to do the Canada-Alaska bit 
and that later on they might go across and do the east plus New York and, and the eastern parts uh, of, of America. Back, yeah, yeah, and do that in Maine and all those sort of areas. Um, so, yeah, look, it's really lovely. It's very pleasant in September, though your evenings even can still get quite chilly. I was there in September and it actually snowed in Banff. They had an early snowfall, oh, right. which you wouldn't have been expecting in September. No, for sure. So <laughs> you've got to realise that you're that much further north. But look, it's it's a beautiful country and, and as I said, your lakes are just stunning. The mountains are beautiful. You, you, know, you can go to Churchill and you'll get to see the polar bears as well as hopefully you can also experience the aurora borealis, which you can in the Yukon. So you don't have to go to Iceland or the top of Scandinavia to do it, you can also see those lights from the pop up, top part of Alaska and Canada as well. Okay. So I didn't, I didn't know that. I it, just thought it was just in like no, Iceland stuff. No, yeah. and, and people forget we've got our own lights, which you can see in Tassie. Oh, really? The Aurora Australis. Oh. Yeah, so if you're there at the right time of the year again, you can get to see our beautiful lights down south. So you've got to get the Tasmania to see that, though. It's... Well, yeah, I think basically whether you'd see it from the bottom parts of Victoria, I'm not sure, but basically more Tassie yep. um, and down the bottom end of Tassie. You know, that Tassie, again, one of those lovely islands, as we've discussed before, has got a plethora of things to do as yep. well because such a small state with its ocean, with its mountains, with its lakes, you know, a mini mm. Canada in it a is. sense. I was about to say that. It's just a little smaller version of Canada. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And your wildlife, the same with Canada, with the beautiful, the grizzly bears, the polar bears. Bears, you know, the salmon, the whatever, the elk, the deer, um, you know, all of that. So very diverse country. And I said, you know, you're the world's second biggest country. So don't don't cut it short. You know what I mean? Don't think you can do Canada in, in a short period yep. of time or try and do it all. You know, just probably do the West or do the East, whichever, you know, your preference so, yeah. is. Yeah. You're kind of like saying doing all of Australia in two weeks or something. Well, or, isn't yeah. that funny when we've had people come out to us and say that, oh, what do you want to do when you're in Australia? Well, we've got a week and we'd like to go to the Barrier Reef and Ayers Rock. And we <laughs> go, yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they've got a private jet or something. If I want to do well, that. That, that would be the way. It would be the only way you'd be able to do it. Yep, absolutely. Talking travel on 2NURFM, 103.7. And Sally, you've got a couple of trends there happening around at the moment. Yeah, just a few little bits and pieces I thought I'd mention that I've just been catching up on. Um, Qantas is introducing a new service, Sydney, Auckland, New York, which means that saves that horrible um, customs in Los Angeles, which can be a nightmare. So going via Auckland, then just direct into New York where it's a bit more user-friendly. So that's something good. Um, So they're going to do that three days a week initially, and that's going to start on June the 14th. Um, So I think that's a a bonus for people wanting to uh, get across to the East Coast. It'll be a much better service. So that's great to know. Um, Also, Singapore Airlines has just rolled out um, complimentary unlimited in-flight Wi-Fi for all business class passengers as well. And they're doing a lot of upgrades, um, larger check-in allowance, they're getting better lounge access. So everyone's, Qantas has done the same. I think they haven't spent any money for a few years with COVID because they probably didn't have the spare cash, but a lot of the lounges... Oh, they've got plenty of spare cash now. Oh, yeah, they've made it, but the airfares (laughs) haven't come down yet, have they? Um, But, yeah, a lot of the lounges are a bit tired, you know, so I think they're spending money on a lot of upgrades and so on. And a lot of the uh, same, a lot of the airlines, including like Etihad and Emirates, are doing 
doing refurbs of all their planes, a couple of planes at a time, so as not to disrupt their airline services. So all that's happening in the airline industry. Um, also, from October, Etihad Airways is going to do two new routes, which is great, out of Abu Dhabi to Copenhagen and Dusseldorf, which is really good because there's not a lot of direct services with one airline that gets you through, particularly to Scandinavia, oh, so right, from okay. Australia. Yep. So you've usually got to change to another aircraft or whatever. So all you've got to do is go Sydney, Abu Dhabi, Copenhagen, and you're there. Um, And also Qatar does one via Doha to Oslo as well. So that just makes it one stop, which makes it a lot easier as well. Um, The other thing I'd like to mention, uh, Glenn, um, Glenn, why am I calling it Glenn? That's Glenn at work. Glenn and Greg, it sounds the same, doesn't it? Um, There's a really interesting... Cruise, we've been talking about lately, as you know, Greg, how the cruising has changed and how different it is. And yep. I was only thinking, mulling it over my head this morning, like when I first started in the industry, the only cruise, well, there were sea voyages to the UK. No one flew. You went either via Panama, yep. via the Suez Canal, did a round world trip. They were called Women's Weekly World Tours. <laughs> um, you had cruises of the Pacific and probably some cruises around, you know, the Med. But you know, the cruises you've got now, and probably a few in the Caribbean, but like we've got cruises all through Indonesia, Papua New Guinea, circumnavigating places like Iceland. You know, the, yep. the, the range now is unbelievable of the cruising you can do. But this one, just doing it once a year, it's an 11-day ancient cultures of Papua New Guinea and it cruises from Cairns to Honiara onto the Guadalcanal and it goes in November this year and it's on the French vessel Coponant. So even though they're saying it's cultural, it's all very important because of how crucial those areas were during World War II. So you do get to visit and see where there are ruins, etc., that normally you wouldn't get to see by any other means, mm-hmm. like the Battle of Milne Bay they go to, which was in 1942, which marked the first time in the Pacific War that the Japanese lost a major offensive on land. So, and also just recently, Caroline Kennedy, who's our US ambassador to Australia, John F. Kennedy's daughter, she just went up there recently to Guadalcanal for the 80th anniversary of the campaign up there as well. I think this would be a very interesting itinerary for anyone that's interested in military history, yep. as well as seeing those remote areas of, of Papua and New Guinea. So just keep that in mind if you're interested. It's 11-day cruise in November. And I just want to quickly mention that if you haven't cruised before, as we've discussed, there's so many different ways you can cruise these days from barges, narrow canals to yachts to small ship cruising, expedition cruising to your massive, massive cruise ships. Um, The main thing is to arrive at your city the day before because you have something happen with your flight. You don't want to be missing your your ship. So don't arrive on the day the ship leaves. Make sure you get there the day before. And they want you to do that as well. They want to make sure you've arrived the day before. Um, Also pre-book your shore trips and um, activities, particularly if if you don't want to miss out because if you literally go on board, some of the things will be booked out. And you can do that they've nearly all got an online you know platform that you can do that as well as well Uh, do some research on your locations we always say that anyway research is the best thing you can do keep an open mind you know that what you want to do relax don't stress if you can't fit everything in because you can't always do everything you've got to pick the eyes out of what you really want to do and make sure you do those must do's or must sees um check your phone plan even if you you know don't intend to make a call you might need to so just look at the countries you're visiting and see what phone plan is going to help you or assist you if you need it um don't pack too much don't fret about packing the days of high heels that you might see on ads and everyone dressed to the nines are long gone like smart casual just nice fitting clothing relax relax clothing good walking shoes for when you're ashore and overnight just just smart casual nice holiday gear you know that's all you need to worry about um make sure your toiletries and medicines and things like that are probably in your hand luggage in case 
for some unknown reason, even if your luggage doesn't go astray, sometimes it can take a while to get to your cabin because they've got so many bags to deliver. Yep. They're not going to get there immediately. You enter your cabin. Okay. They mightn't get there till later in the day. So just keep that in mind if you need it. Download the cruise app, as I mentioned, as soon as you can. There'll be a lot of information on there as well as being able to actually book Yep. sure excursions or special dinners or special occasions so yeah and that's the main thing and also just make sure you know what you've paid for in your cruise fare like do you have any extra as tips and gratuities included some ships do now others yep. don't and then you've got to allow for that so yeah just a few things to keep all that in mind when you're planning a cruise because you want it to be like any holiday hassle-free exactly that's what you're there for you're there for relax have a holiday. Yeah, exactly right <laughs> It's Talking Travel on 2 and you are at FM, and so we're going to end up with a couple of hot deals you got there for us. We have. We were talking Canada today, Greg, and yep. the Rocky Mountaineer is a famous, famous train, and there's lots of beautiful packages available to do that if you so wish for this year, or even if you're trying to plan it for next year. So depending on what you want to do, there's you know all sorts of short journeys, like if you've only got a few days, uh, eight days, nine days, 12, 10 a whole lot, and there's savings of up to $340 per couple at the moment, but you've got a book soon to get, take advantage of those. Um, there's also longer ones, of course, where they call it Journey Through the Clouds, where you're actually going eastbound all the way across to the west, uh, from the west to the east or the east to the west. And then you've got self-drive itineraries available as well, as I mentioned. Um, now, with Europe, if you want to travel on a small group tour... Um, Bunnick Tours have a maximum of 20 people on their groups, no more. Sometimes they've only got 16, which is great now. I think a lot of people with since COVID are looking towards that small group touring sort of yeah, situation. Yeah. And with nearly all of their itineraries, particularly in Europe, um, they include the airfare. So you're not shopping around trying to get an airfare, which is hard to get at the moment. Everything's so booked out mm -hmm. and airfares haven't come down yet. You know, they're still high. Yeah. So and they probably aren't going to go down to, I reckon, at least next year. So they've got a range of itineraries as well at the moment, going to Greece in depth, northern Spain and Portugal, um, Georgia, Armenia and Azerbaijan, uh, whole of Italy, which is fantastic, England, Scotland and Wales, all with airfares included. And there are still some vacancies in 2023 if you're wanting to do that. That's handy with the airfares included, though. It's, oh, it's one less thing to worry one about, package, really. package, yeah. you know, it makes it simple. Um, also within the South Pacific, there's a lot of deals still available going to all our lovely South Pacific islands, you know, Cook Islands, Tahiti, Vanuatu, Fiji, etc. Um, and a lot of these finish, most of them go through to the end of March, a couple finish the 17th of March. There's all sorts of savings and bonuses with all of them that you'll get your flights included, you'll get some free nights, you'll get breakfast, you'll get transfers, some of them give you a massage, some of them give you a tour. You know, each package is, is different on what it includes, but they're greatly available. So if you're still thinking of a lovely little South Pacific break, make sure you book soon. They will finish in March. And of course, our own wonderful state of WA. Well, I used to think it was wonderful during COVID. That's another story. <laughs> it's okay now. It's They've got a lot of packages at the moment. Um, Four-night broom and essentials, for example, stay four, pay three. Um, a six-night broom at Eco Beach where you get two nights in broom and four nights at an Eco Beach resort, which is wonderful. A 12-day Northwest self-drive Gib River Road. That would be a fantastic one mm. to do. Um, and that's including your, your car hire with Avis. And it includes all your accommodation in that, which is from about 4000 bucks a head. Also going to Kanara and Lake Argyle, going to El Questro, which is
is that beautiful resort, of course, that everyone, I think, wants to go to at some stage. Jewels of the Kimberley, you can even do a broom to Darwin itinerary with a coach touring company, Outback Spirit. And they've got these beautiful, small, sort of raised, high raised with you know, four-wheel drive coaches, if you like. But they're like a, I think they're a Mercedes-Benz, but they only, again, take about a dozen people, you know. So you're going again with small group touring. That's a departure in September this year, and that's a very popular itinerary to do that one all across that top end. Um, also, the Pilbara and West Coast is a one there, Broom to Perth with Outback Spirit again, the same company was mentioning. That's on the 1st of September. Um, and a lot of others, like if you want to go to Exmouth and the Ningaloo Reef and swim with your whale sharks, there's some fabulous itineraries to do that. Um, my, my son, husband and uh, his wife did that a couple of years ago, and they said, what a magnificent experience to yep. swim with those okay. whale yep. sharks. But they said they're fast. Even though they look slow, they're trying to keep up Probably with them it. because they're such a big animal. They look like they're just gliding. But, you know, the, obviously there is a distance and there's a guide in the water with you, of course. Yep. But they said that was just one of the most fantastic things they've ever done. So, look, there's lots of things out there at the moment uh, with all sorts of rebates, discounts, but airfares, again, are still at a premium and will be for a while. Just please get in early if you're having to book an independent airfare because they're booked out quite a long way ahead. So just keep that in mind. The earlier you book, the better. Yeah, I think you said last, six months maybe. And that's, oh, that was yeah, being yeah. generous. Yeah, that was being generous. And I mean, you might snag one occasionally, but if you're really planning and you only got... If you're flexible, it's okay. But if you're not flexible, like you've got fixed holiday dates, you really need to make sure you get in as early as you can. Excellent. So, Lucas, thank you very much. Thank you, Greg. Catch you again next Friday. Yes, next Friday.